Glow episode 35. Uh, this one might be a little bit shorter than normal. I'm getting ready to hit the road for some uh, holiday celebration. Uh, as of this recording, it is the day before Thanksgiving. So doing a little bit of traveling, I wasn't going to push an episode out this week, but I didn't want to like go a week without having an episode, because we're on a pretty good streak of having like an episode weekly. So I want to kind of keep that rolling. And uh, since we are kind of entering the holiday season, I want to talk about a game that makes me think about the holidays, which is Gremlins 2 on the NES, which is another uh, Sunsoft game. Uh, I like most of the games that Sunsoft put out for the NES, but that being said, uh, Gremlins 2, the new batch, the movie, it really... Uh, reminds me of the holidays with the fact that it kind of like takes place uh, in that end of December time frame. And it's a really enjoyable movie. I love the first one too, but the second one is definitely leaning more into that comedic feel, whereas the first movie leaned more into the uh, kind of horror movie area. Not really a horror movie, but definitely had some scary moments. Anyway, I'm rambling. So, we're going to make a quick music cut, and then we're going to talk about my thoughts about Gremlins to the new batch on the NES.
And welcome back. Uh, Gremlins 2, like a lot of the uh, NES games that I played back then, was another rental game. Um, this game, I think... I, I can't fully remember what store I ran it from, but I don't think it was our normal rental store. But uh, it was another one that I had rented and uh, just kind of had a blast with. Like, it, one thing that stands out to me about Gremlins 2 is the soundtrack. Sunsoft games all have, like, this unique style with their soundtracks that always just has, like, a pump to them that I've always loved. And uh, as far as this game, it does use a similar style as both Fester's Quest and Blaster Master with that overhead perspective, but it leans a lot harder into the platforming mechanics. But um, anyway, I rented it, and I absolutely loved it. But I, uh, of course, never could find a copy of it outside of this one rental store that wasn't the normal one we w went to. So I think whenever I was a kid, I only got to rent it maybe two or three times. Now, it's an incredibly short game. It's only like five levels, if I remember right. But it's also, like... It can get difficult. Now, don't get me wrong. Once you know your way around this game, you can run through it in like 25, 30 minutes easy. But if you're still kind of learning and everything, like whenever I was younger, I believe the third level was the point where the difficulty spiked for me. And I would struggle to get past that fourth level. But I could occasionally push through, get to the fourth, and sometimes even get to the fifth. Really struggled to get to that last boss of the fifth. And confession time... I am kind of like an arachnophobe. I can handle spiders, but I don't necessarily like dealing with them. A great example is in Skyrim. I actually install a mod that turns all the spiders into bears. Because nothing's worse than playing Skyrim, turning around, and you've got a spider in your face. But the uh, end game boss for uh, Gremlins 2 was a giant gremlin spider and uh, definitely gave me the heebie-jeebies as a kid not so much now but definitely did back then but uh later on uh we're talking end of the super nintendo into the playstation era got a pc and really uh was remembering gremlins 2 and wanted to play it again uh i could not get a copy of it though from that rental store that uh, I got a lot of my NES games from as they were phasing their games out and selling them. Like I said, the rental store that uh, I was getting Gremlins 2 from was not one that we normally went to. So, of course, having a PC, that meant uh, there's only one way I could play this game. Do what you want, cause a pirate is free. You are a pirate. You're hard-fitted indeed. Being a pirate is a wretched thing. Do what you want, cause a pirate is free. You are a pirate. You are a pirate! Yep, I totally went down the emulation route to replay Gremlins 2. However, this time I did beat it. Um, I ended up uh, using a Microsoft Sidewinder controller. Uh, the one that was kind of like uh, shaped like a boomerang. And uh, ended up beating it on that. And again, had a blast doing it. Now, I did eventually buy a legitimate copy. Um, it was when I started uh, getting more serious about game collecting early 2000s-ish, but uh, grabbed a physical copy and beat it again on there. Um, I can still beat it to this day. It is kind of an easier game. There are some tricky sections, though. A um, few things I want to bring up. 
Platforming is very important in this game because it has a lot of bottomless pits with platforms that move around over these pits. But it's not side-scrolling. It is top-down. So it's kind of tricky how you judge your jumps in this game. Now, you do get an a balloon item that you can purchase from the shop. Uh, the shop's really cool in this game, by the way. It's just this door that pops up in certain areas, and you walk through the door, and you're transported to this shop where you can buy items, and whenever you leave the door, the door disappears. But, um, anyway, there's these balloons you can get, and if you fall in the pit, a balloon will lift you out of it, and you can actually move around a little bit using that balloon to kind of figure out where you want to be and you can kind of cheese some of the pits that way because the game can get really mean with its platform placement like you'll have a huge pit like three or four moving platforms and then some of the platforms have enemies on them that you have to beat while you're trying to do this platforming thing and they'll be uh lobbing attacks at you so it can get really really tricky but it's pretty generous with your health like you start out with like three hearts but whenever you take a hit it doesn't take a whole heart away it just makes the heart a little bit smaller i want to say each heart can take like two or three hits before it disappears but uh, on top of that there's a few other items like um every level you go through after you beat it you power up your weapon and uh, it's critical for sure but it's also automatic However, the shops have another item you can get to make your current equipped item more powerful. Which is a pretty nice touch. It more or less gives you a little bit more range or a little bit more power. And to me, it's pretty necessary in the later levels. Not so much level 1 and 2, but you get to that third level, you really want to buy that powered up weapon from the shop. Even though your weapon does auto-upgrade every level. But that's going to be it, because uh, this is going to be a shorter episode. I'm going to get ready to hit the road pretty soon, but thank you for listening and enjoying my uh, memories of Gremlins 2, the new batch for the NES. If you haven't played it, give it a try. Like It's pretty fun, uh, especially if you like the overhead sections of Blaster Master. Like, definitely give it a shot. I, I, I will definitely say for sure that if Fester's Quest had the level design and the care put into it that uh, Gremlins 2 had, like, they would have been similar, but it would have done, like, a world of wonder for uh, Fester's Quest. Because uh, Gremlins 2 is more or less the realized potential of uh, Adam's Family Fester's Quest, in my opinion. But that's going to be it for my rambling for this episode. Thank you for taking the time out to listen. Uh, if you're listening over Thanksgiving, happy holidays. And we'll see you hopefully next week for another episode of Afterglow.